0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest was the starting quarterback for the national champion Alabama Crimson Tide back in 2010. Nowadays, after a time in the NFL playing QB, he does great work for ESPN and the SEC Network, also ESPN Radio on College Football Matters mostly. Greg McElroy, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? What's up,
1: DG? Thanks for having me,
0: buddy. It's great to have you. We look forward to you and your crew coming to Chapel Hill. As you have the call for ABC as the Tigers 4-0 and number one, once again, visit the North Carolina Tar Heels of your former colleague, Mac Brown. Before we get to that, given your quarterback expertise, as you look at the national picture, and former Alabama guy Jalen Hurts is doing his thing at Oklahoma now, and current Alabama guy Tua Valoa is doing his thing, and even Joe Burrow has been shot out of a cannon at LSU. Maybe you have others you'd add to that list. Not necessarily a Heisman question, but just a big picture question about who is passing the Greg McElroy QB test the most, and how good are their supporting casts so that one or more of those teams will end up in that Final Four?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's amazing to watch the quarterbacks play just nationally, and, and frankly, to watch just how much these quarterbacks have been empowered. I mean, systems have been simplified. And you just see so many guys operating with great efficiency. I remember back in the day, I remember my senior year, like, I, I think I completed like 70%. And at that point, that was a pretty high number. You know, that was kind of an unheard of number. Now guys are completing 80%. <laughs> it's, just, it's insane now to just watch how incredibly consistent these guys are and just how comfortable they are all in in these systems so I would say as far as guys that are really standing out. I mean Jalen and Tua, you can put them kind of both in the same mold Justin Fields in the same mold yeah. as well all of which have played against subpar competition and it's hard to get a real good evaluation of them at this point. But like you said you can't control who you play. So all you can do is is control your own efficiency And those guys have all done so with remarkable consistency. So I think Tua right now is playing on a level that we never even really saw from him at times last year. Um, Numbers-wise and everything, they're comparable. But he's getting the ball to his hands so quickly. He's so accurate and decisive at this point. He's allowing those great playmakers to run. So he's just been exceptionally good, and and Jalen as well. But we're going to find out a little bit more with Jalen, I think, here in the weeks to come. I think UCLA's awful. Houston's one and three. And I'm not going to learn anything about how he played against an FCS opponent. So at least to, uh, uh, when comparing apples to apples, at least he's played against legitimate competition in South Carolina. So I would say that, that my evaluation, if I'm putting a pecking order here two would be one right now. And, and everyone else would be in a close second.
0: Meanwhile, a quarterback that we talked about the entire offseason because he led Clemson to that unprecedented 15-0 season and a national championship, Trevor Lawrence has more pedestrian numbers, relatively speaking, as you have the Clemson-Carolina game on Saturday. Is it just one of those things because the Tigers' defense is so good and his skill players around him are so good that uh, they haven't needed him to put up bigger numbers in their 4-0 start? Or have you seen something that hasn't gone quite right for Trevor Lawrence, now the sophomore for Clemson?
1: Yeah, he just doesn't look right now. Uh, I don't want to call him bored, you know what I mean? I feel like that's a little unfair, but I haven't seen – from him, the level of urgency that we saw at the end of the season last year. I mean, he was just so spectacular in the national championship game that our expectation levels were probably a little unfair, if we're going to be completely honest. But he hasn't really trusted his progressions as much. Uh, I feel like he's just kind of thrown it up a couple times to allow his playmakers to just make plays in the football. They've done so, I mean, a few different occasions. And for instance, The Syracuse game is a good example. Like, you watch the Syracuse game, you look at the numbers after the fact, oh, well, 395, dang, that's pretty salty. You know? yeah. But 75 of those on a throw that's five yards behind the line of scrimmage to Rodgers, and he goes down the right sideline for a touchdown. Uh, another one is a throw on a little bit of a back shoulder, not a super accurate throw to T. Higgins. He makes a few guys miss, and he goes for 50 as he crossed fields and has a great run at the catch. So uh, I would say that he hasn't necessarily been clicking on all cylinders, But he doesn't really have to be at this point. And they might have a few things that they're saving and keeping in the arsenal for when the competition gets a little
0: stiffer. One thing about the Clemson story that you'll probably uh, have among your talking points over the weekend is this defense. It's really, really hard, according to most college coaches, to just plug in the next generation on the defensive line. They, they say, you know, offensive line and defensive line, you usually need a little more time for guys to get physically mature, whereas a running back or sometimes nowadays even a quarterback, you can plug in a little bit more quickly. You know the deal. Clemson lost all four starters to the NFL from last year's national title team, and yet through four games, they're not only 4-0, and their defensive numbers are are again among the best in the country. How have they pulled off that difficult transition without missing a beat?
1: Well, they've changed their structure. And I actually, full disclosure, I'd rather play against the Clemson defense last year uh, than play against the Clemson defense That's a defense big statement, yeah. I, and I, I, just because if you look at them right now, and I always think about it from a quarterback's perspective, of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's the only way I know how to look at it. Yeah. And right, right now, they, they force you to see so many different things because the pressure can come from anywhere. And they have a three-down defensive line where they have three defensive linemen on the field. And they have a bunch of guys that are walk-around fast guys like Isaiah Simmons and Kavon Wallace and, and their two linebackers, 47 and 43. and You know, they, they have good pieces, but you just can't get a feel for where that pressure's coming and when that pressure's coming. So when it's third down and an p- obvious passing situation, I know heat's coming. I just don't know where from. And that, to me, is brutal on a quarterback because it can force you to see ghosts. And I think that's exactly what opposing quarterbacks are seeing. When they're playing against Clemson, you'll see Kellen Mond is an experienced player, and he falls victim to a cornerback cat and he's sacked. They're running guys around. They're looping defenders, so they're doing delayed blitzes. I mean, this pressure package now is a handful. Last year, I knew what I was getting. I got these front four guys. I got to take care of them. Hey, we'll figure it out. But now, if I stack the protection to my right, that pressure might come from the left. If I stack the pressure, if I stack it to the edges and put a tight end out there and a running back off the edges, that pressure might come right up the middle. Like, it's it's a brutal, brutal scheme to play against. And they have a bunch of guys in coverage, uh, and they're very experienced back there. So they do a lot of things that can mess with the quarterback's eyes using robbers and rolling safeties down inside. And you think the, open, the middle of the field is open. The next thing you know, a guy runs right to the middle of the field, follows your eyes to the football. It's, it's really, really hard as an opposing quarterback, to play against that style of disruption. And it's paid in mark- remarkable dividends. No one really has to feel for it yet. I'm not sure they're going to find it um, because it's a handful when you think about all the things you have to account for.
0: With what you just described in mind, if I am Mac Brown of the Tar Heels, I am making sure that Sam Howell, his true freshman quarterback, does not listen to today's edition of the David Glenn Show with Greg McElroy <laughs> as one of his star guests because, of course, that is the task. And you know the deal here. Sam Howell was a big-time, big-number-producing high school quarterback. The Tar Heels snatched him away from Florida State after he had been committed to the Seminoles. And flatly, they don't beat either South Carolina or Miami without Sam Howell making some NFL-caliber throws to get that win. Uh, Putting aside the incredibly difficult challenge of Clemson, what have you seen from Sam Howell who sees the NFL in his future, but is only four games into his college career. And at least last week, man, he was playing behind five freshmen and sophomores after a couple of veterans got hurt uh, as App State went to Chapel Hill and beat the Tar Heels.
1: Well, I think he's done a pretty good job, and I think he's got some good game. He reminds me a little bit of Baker Mayfield when he was a freshman at Texas Tech, where there's a lot of great moments, but there's also a couple moments where it's like, okay, he's a freshman. You have to remind yourself. You know? <laughs> it's like, so it's, I actually have been very impressed with him. I think he's made some incredible plays in critical down and distance. He's been lights out in the fourth quarter when they've had to have it. You know, Last week, I think, was a good example of him getting a little bit out of rhythm and taking a couple hits and turning the football over. And this is a team right now, with the way they're currently constructed, they just can't overcome those turnovers. I actually was pleasantly surprised. I dove really deep into North Carolina over the last couple of days. Okay. I've been pleasantly surprised with how good their personnel is at the skill position and how good they are at running back. They can go three deep there. And I actually was pretty impressed with their defense. I thought they played pretty hard last week. They just, you can't be put on the short field and your defense scores touchdown off a of fumble recovery. And it's just, it's tricky. So, Uh, I think North Carolina is trending in the right direction. Sam Howell, too, he's going to have to try to stay within himself so he can get the ball out of his hands quickly because those pressures are coming and find some of that space. This offense is designed to find that space. And it's going to be hard for him, full disclosure. But I also think, too, um, the arrows pointing up for this North Carolina program as a whole, I'm very optimistic about the pieces they already have in place and the direction that they're heading. I know Max can do a great job on the recruiting trail, and, and I happen to think that this sleeping giant really could awoke, and it could it could become woke quickly uh, if they can secure some of that in-state skill that has gotten away in recent years and, and fortify both lines of scrimmage. So I'm, I'm very, very encouraged by what I've seen already, and I, I happen to think it's going to be a competitive game on Saturday. I really do, and I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I know I want everyone to watch our game and be fired <laughs> up, but – I think North Carolina is going to play really hard and and make it as close as they possibly can. Now, will they be able to hang off for four quarters? We'll find out. But uh, I think they're going to be up to the task on Saturday. I really am.
0: Greg McElroy, be nice to him if you see him in Chapel Hill. Enjoy him as part of the call. 330, the ABC game, Clemson at UNC. ESPN, SEC Network, ESPN Radio, and more. The national championship quarterback from the Alabama Crimson Tide. Thank you, as always, for the visit. Enjoy your visit to Chapel Hill. I appreciate it, DG. We'll talk to you soon, brother. You got it.